Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I like it when David says, you know, the first thing we should talk about today is exactly what was Biden talking about yesterday. Dude, I have no idea. I saw this clip. I watched it like four times. The synapses are way off. It's <laughs> mean, firing all over the place. So, so uh, Joe Biden is canceling some student loan debt, $10,000 for individuals making up to $125,000 a year or 20000 if they were a Pell Grant recipient. Uh, and that also applies for married couples making up to $250,000. So he's also capping interest and payments, which to me is the bigger thing long term because this basically means – Whatever loan you have out there, you're never going to have to pay it all back. You're going to get 10000 off the top right now, and then eventually you're going to be able to discharge that loan and really not pay much of any of that loan. So many people are ticked, man. Well, Even from his own party. Absolutely. Well, because yeah. it's BS. Yes, it is. This is a massive transfer of wealth to the tune of about $300 billion, mostly off the backs of middle and lower income earners who don't have college debt, paying off some snot-nosed 28-year-old who's making hundred and twenty grand a year. <laughs> it's like, like, dude, so maddening. You think about this. If you're a married couple, and let's say you're lawyers, and you're at the beginning of your career, and you're making collectively $240,000 a year, you're doing pretty well, right? You mm -hmm. are theoretically in line for $40,000 in debt forgiveness. Correct. That's garbage. Yes. Well, people like you, David, that worked their way through school and paid as they went and paid it off, they got hosed on the deal. Everybody got hosed on this deal. They did. Yes, I can keep going down the list of people that got hosed on this deal, but I guess we're supposed to answer the question, what is Biden talking about oh, in this yeah. clip? Well, uh, ju to justify this whole thing, Biden decided to tell this long and rambling story. Okay. My dad's greatest regret was that he never got to go to college. And my dad was a very well-read man, particularly history, and, uh, um, but it was a great regret. And he always said, Joe, you're going to be a college man. And I say, Dad, but how, what, what does that matter? I mean, you can still get fired if you're a college man. He says, yeah, but they can never take it away from you. They can never take your education away. And I remember my senior year, I got into uh, one of the little Ivies, and I got into a number of schools, and we're trying to get the money, even with financial assistance, to be able to go there. We had four kids, all of, uh, all of us wanting to go to school. And... Um, and I remember going down after a baseball game. I good Lord. Really good My screensaver just came on. What, 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 what is going on? Well, I'm, I'm just halting the proceedings uh, yep. for a second. So I, I heard part of it. I haven't heard the whole entire clip yet. And I'm like, okay, we got a radio show, show here. And I... <laughs> To attract people to listen, <clears throat> yes. Are we going to get to a point anytime soon? Because right now, all I'm thinking is, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay, it's like the old uncle, and he's going to tell another story. You know, uh, okay, settle in. 
Is this going somewhere anytime soon? I should have given everybody a heads up. This clip is like over two minutes, but it's 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 it becomes a comedy routine because it's totally like communist Grandpa Simpson. Want, I mean, just completely bouncing from point to point to point. The guy's taking exit ramps, getting back on. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's chaos, man. And it's too funny to not hear the entire thing. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's go. All right. Yeah, yeah. Tell us now, 40 seconds in, David. <laughs> I mean, I'm taking notes because I'm really trying to figure out what he's talking about. So far in my notes, I have never take education away. Senior year. Did I hear Little Ivies? Yeah. Little Ivies. Okay. And money to finance. Not enough. Go ahead. I remember going down after a baseball game. I went, went to a really good school up in Claymont, Delaware, on the Pennsylvania border, and uh, drove down to Newark, Delaware. My dad worked at an automobile agency. And I walked in, and I had my spikes, and because the reason I was going down, when your dad works at an automobile agency, the great advantage, you get a new car to go to the prom, or a good used car off the lot. You think I'm joking? I'm not joking. Nobody thinks and that. And so I went Nobody down to Plymouth <laughs> uh, with... Uh, no. It's that we're wondering where is this going? It was after a baseball Holy game. I got my Newark spikes on. Did he say? Yeah, because he yeah. It was. I guess it was right after a baseball game or something. And dude, I, you had I, another pair of shoes, didn't you? When you're done with the spikes, no, you don't wear the cleats inside. This is like listening to a toddler try to explain the plot of Inception. It's talking right, it? exactly, exactly. When you're talking to a little kid on the phone and whatever they see, they're describing to you. And there's curtains and the dog. And... <laughs> but the, the great thing about the car, you got a new car to go to the prom. Well, well a used car. Right. A, did you wear the spikes in there? Did you rip up the carpet? What happened? <laughs> go ahead, Joe. And so I went down to my 51 Plymouth uh, with uh, beach towels for seat covers. And uh, I had my uniform on, my spikes off. I ran in, and the woman's name was Mary, who ran the place. I said, Mary, where's Dad? She said, he's out in the lane going into the... In the repair shop. Okay. Give him my word. True story. Okay. And my dad was. Okay. Oh, Why does he always say this? I'm not joking. I'm going to give you my word. True story. Is it because he's BS people so many times with false stories? No, no, really, this one's true. Well, yeah, except that. And then I took the train. <sighs> it, 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 except also one of the one of the ways to spot when somebody is, is totally lying about something is when they're just adding all these extraneous details, right? I took my spikes off. Well, actually, I had them on. Actually, I took them off, went mm -hmm. in there, and Mary was the, the, the gal's name who worked up front, and, you know, Dad was in the lane, and, and all that. And then, squirrel! Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I put the beach towels on the seats because my uniform was dirty because I right. slid because I was gritty. The competitor, I wanted to fight people outside the barn. How did putting beach towels on the seat add to the story? Uh, it painting pictures he, <laughs> because he had slid in. Right. Probably to first base. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. And my dad was a well-dressed, refined fellow. And I walked out, and my dad was pacing back and forth between the big garage door going into the into the uh, repair shop and, and the door going out of the showroom. And he looked up. He said, oh, Joey, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I thought, God, something happened. This is before cell phones. So somehow. Really? You drove it. 51 Plymouth didn't have the cell phone? <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Did, I would have thought it still hit more. Did, did the 51 Plymouth at least have Sirius XM radio? <laughs> right. Mm. 
Uh, just another side question. Uh, I know you're in high school. Obviously, you're driving. You're playing high school baseball. When did Dad stop calling you honey? Anyway, go <laughs> ahead, Joe. All right, never mind. So something happened to one of my brothers or my sister or my mom or something. I said, what's the matter, Dad? He said, I went to see. The guy's name was Charlie Delcher, who was a vice oh, president of the gosh. Farmers Bank, which was a state-owned bank that did a lot of the financing of people wanting to purchase a car. So I went to Charlie and asked to borrow the money. He said, he won't lend it to me. Hmm. This is like... Borrow the money for a car or for, for school? I think it was for school. So the shortened version of it is, I got into college, but my dad was really distraught because he couldn't finance me going to college. So that, that's the short version of that. And it's not even true, but whatever. But when you're such a great storyteller and people hanging on every word for two minutes and ten seconds, how could you not tell the whole story? Welcome back to Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> Senile Garrison Keeler here. <laughs> Seriously, the way that guy tells stories, it's like somebody threw the grapes of wrath in a blender, dumped it in a dumpster, and said, here, read this. I mean... You know what? <laughs> and I suppose there's still a group of people in the country that will hear something like that and have the takeaway be, well, yeah, he didn't need to go through all those details. But, man, that that guy, he really did come from a hardworking family and he he cares about people. This guy has done more to destroy this country in his position than anybody in our lifetime. Whether he's senile and not knowing what's going on or he knows everything he's doing, either way, we've got so much to undo that's been done from this. Yeah. And he's not a good guy. Okay? No, he's not. He's not. He is a swamp creature. You go back through the entire history. It's disgusting. More on this student loan stuff later. Well, let's get to this. How is it going to pay for itself? Does anyone have the answer to that question? Uh, according to the education secretary, the debt relief will pay for itself through inflation or something. What? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we're broke as a nation. I don't know if you knew that. And again, this is a transfer of $300 billion at least. Uh, but the education secretary, Miguel Cardona, says this will pay for itself. It's amazing because now he doesn't put it in these exact terms, but what he's describing here is inflation somehow paying for student debt relief? Well, I don't expect this guy to be a genius. He's another one that can't tell you what a real woman is. Right. Okay, and wants biological men to compete with women. But go ahead, explain this. In January, uh, billions of dollars are going to funnel back into the economy because these loans are going to restart. And that's going to offset uh, the expenses of uh, these loan forgiveness. So it is an offset. Economists are saying this. And we're thrilled that it's going to get Americans back on their feet and moving forward. I talked to a teacher yesterday whose loans were uh, forgiven. Uh, and, uh, okay, it, hold on a second. Before you get to your story about a teacher, okay? in a high school math class, you'd fail. You should, because yeah. what you just said doesn't make sense. No. No, it doesn't. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to come in from the other loans, and then that's going to pay for the forgiveness. No, that's not how it works, dude. No, it's not. Fewer people paying on <laughs> debt does not mean the government gets more money. I mean, that, that is, that's socialist math that he's using here, and it's obviously a scam. It's like just the world of pretend with these people, on and on and on. Whose loans were forgiven. 
and it was about $16,000. And she told me she's so thrilled because now she can use that money to help her daughter go to college. It's helping everyday Americans who are trying to move forward. And uh, we're pleased to, to announce this and we're pleased to do this. So for the just Americans. continue the scam. Exactly. That He just gave away the game there, didn't he? Yes. Said, oh, yeah, so now we can have a new generation come in and take on debt that they can never repay, and we'll kick this can down the road, and hopefully we'll have another senile old communist running the country who will go ahead and wipe away their debts as well. And the people that didn't take out loans yeah. and didn't go to college, they can continue to pay for this. Mm-hmm. And all the administrative costs at all these universities, which is the one of the biggest scams out there. It's maddening, man. Absolutely maddening. Okay. Oh, we got to get to the Fauci story with Ron DeSantis. Oh, my gosh. This yeah. is so great. This is great. This is great. This Holy is maybe smokes. the best one of the day. Yeah, he went after Dr. Anthony Fauci because, well, Fauci is saying that lockdowns never happened, he never wanted them, and they didn't harm kids if they did happen. So here is the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. You have people like Fauci saying that his lockdowns didn't cause any permanent damage to any young kids. I got news for you, it did, and we are going to reap those rewards across the whole country for years and years and years because they treated kids so poorly. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Chuck him across the Potomac. Wow. Someone needs to grab that little elf and... Elf. Yeah. The little elf. Thinking, you know what? If anyone ever said, we need uh, DeSantis to be more like Trump and actually really go after him. Call him names. He got that memo. Holy (laughs) smokes, man. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. (laughs) More on that and a news update straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. And Mr. Scott Robbins. It's going to be all right. We're going to get through this. It's just going to take years to undo yeah. all of this damage. Hey, My man, I'm goodness. In, I'm in the fourth quarter of life here, man. You know, I mean, I mean, time's running out here to get things right. Well, you're doing all right right now. I'm doing fine. I'm doing perfectly well. I have no plans on going anywhere for a while, but I am, you know, the elder member of this crew. That's what do you think true, about going yeah. back to college? I would now, if it was free, which it apparently it is, I'd do it just for the ten grand. <laughs> well, Pocahontas said this is going to allow some people to get out of their mama's oh, basement. Gosh, yeah. Uh, so Joe Biden canceled a bunch of student loan debt, wants to set a cap on how much people still have to pay back. But, again, a whole lot of middle and lower income earners just footed the bill for lawyers and gender studies uh, grads. This sucks. This really sucks. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, she wants more debt canceled, but she says this is a good start. But on CNN, she was asked what her message was to people who don't have college debt, which is a majority of Americans, and are being forced to pay for loans that other people willingly signed up for. Yes. People for whom their only sin was to want to try to get an education and not be in a family that could afford to write a check for it. Okay, you're already full of crap. I mean, 
from the jump. And what we're saying is as a nation, we can do better than that. We can invest. Spending tons of money for an education that's not worth anything is not a good investment, but you're making other people pay for it. That's a load. That's what drives people to the edge. Mm -hmm. We can invest in our people. We can help our people. And ultimately, what the data show us is that because of student loan debt, there are many people who don't move out of their mama's basement, who can't save up money to buy a home. And annoy everyone with their gender studies degree and their faux wisdom. Uh, who don't start small businesses, who don't start a family. You relieve the debt burden some for those people, and we have more economic activity. Oh In other gosh. words, canceling student loan debt is good for the people whose debt is canceled, but it is also good for our economy and no, it's the rest not. of oh my America. Gosh. No, it's not. David, you've talked about endowments for a long time. Yeah. Other people are talking about it now. We're talking billions of dollars. Yeah. Harvard, Yale. University of Texas. Yeah. Uh, I mean... You pay for it. Yes. You talked about not paying your fair share. No, let's tax the hell out of this and then finance it. Because obviously, if you need debt forgiveness for a degree, then your degree was not worth the investment. And if you think that's not fair, then, you, then you're saying you were scammed. And that means yes. the universities themselves have to pay for this. You're the ones that screwed people. Absolutely. Not everybody else. It's ridiculous. It is what? absolutely ridiculous. Just Think about the basic premise. You, when The first time you borrow money for anything, whether it's a car, a house, whatever it is, the first time you do it, is there ever any thought in your mind that, boy, you know what, I'm just not going to pay this back, and the government's going to do it for me? No. This is insanity. <laughs> Never has this thought ever, this bubble, thought bubble, gone over everybody's head like, I'll just have the government pay for it. It's preposterous. Yes, it is. Golly. Yes, it is. Um, I sound like Johnny Cochran. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's preposterous. Stupendous. Um, in news that's it's not groundbreaking, but it, it's in the news cycle, Nick Cannon's going to be a, a dad again. For the, the 15th time. Ninth. God. No one likes an exaggerator, Scott. It's only nine. He didn't figure this out yet, has he? Well, no. What he, is going he on? He has figured it out, and that's why his last name is Cannon. <laughs> Set up and spike from Van Camp. News update straight ahead. You don't want to Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, uh, you know Russian goods are still flowing into the United States? Oh. Really? I don't know if you knew that or not. Well, of course. Saw that news story today. Mm -hmm. well, we're going to bring them to their knees oh, financially. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. By the way, have you heard what uh, Russia's going to do this winter? Probably have. As far as bring this war to a close, what people are thinking, intelligence. Well. They're going to close off the, the gas. Yep. They're going to shut it down. I mean, Germany is going to be in a lot of trouble. Wow. They're, they're going to 
freeze out the European countries because they still need that natural gas. Yep. Bring them to their knees and then, uh, yeah, let's have some peace talks. Well, that's why it's crazy that we just pledged another $3 billion in weapons assistance to Ukraine while European nations are not pledging anything. No, it's like it's always been. Yeah, I mean, I've heard I've heard through the grapevine that there are people in special forces. There's the, I think it's the designated as the M3. It's this massive rifle uh, that special forces units are being told to turn in right now because they got to go to Ukraine. Right. Like, we're actually taking weapons out of the hands of our military to defend Ukraine. Why would that be? Why? How is that in our best interest? Well, it's, it's in Joe's best interest because he doesn't want right. the Russians to, to get a hold of whatever it was that Hunter Biden was doing in Ukraine. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense because it's not for our benefit. No. Sometimes you get so far down the road... You've told so many lies and half-truths and and pledges of support and yada. You can't turn back now. You just have to keep throwing money at it. It's like every other yeah. thing they throw money at. They well, just keep throwing money at it and did, nothing changes. Well, what's that called? The sunk cost fallacy? Yeah, exactly. That, well, yeah, we've already put cost, this right. much in. We might as well keep going. Keep going. Why can't you stop now? Right. That's or it. it'll be looked at as a disaster. Right. The most surprising thing about this headline... Six months into war, Russian goods still flowing to the United States. Is who the source of the story was? The AP. Oh, boy. That's what was surprising to me. And it says right in the story. I'm reading right from the script. President Joe Biden promised to inflict pain and deal a crushing blow on Vladimir Putin through trade restrictions on commodities like vodka, diamonds, and gasoline. The <laughs> wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But hundreds of other types of unsanctioned goods worth billions of dollars, including those found on uh, a ship bound for Baltimore from St. Petersburg, Russia, continue to flow into U.S. ports. No more than 3,600 shipments of wood, metals, rubber, and other goods have, have arrived from Russia. And it goes on. We really don't need anything else besides vodka, diamonds, and gasoline. <laughs> vodka, diamonds, and gasoline? Yeah. Right. That was the name of our second tour together. <laughs> and it was the most truthful tour we'd ever been on. Across the United States. Vodka, diamonds, and gasoline live. Summer of 89. Tickets on sale now. David Van Camp was one. <laughs> okay. Moving on. You know what, dude? Tell me if this sounds nuts. But I'm getting into this rhythm of... Instead of being so frustrated with every single story, trying to figure out how it makes sense... Of just thinking, this is a globalist thing, man. Yeah. These are the elites gaining more power. And it's all sort of concentrated as one unit, but it's happening in several different countries at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, when all this crap with the electric cars and with California, you're not going to be able to even sell a gas-powered car. Within, what is it, 10, 12, 13 yeah, 20, years, something like that? 2035 is the target for that. Okay. How how does that make sense when you don't have the infrastructure? What's going to happen? How are people going to get around? All these different stories all at one time. All the trans nonsense. How does this make sense? And it all goes back to the same thing. The elites gaining more power. Yeah. And you have, well, common sense people, people that are working hard, fighting with one another 
over stupid, I mean, really stupid issues that should be solved by common sense. But it doesn't happen. And media is part of it because they pit people against one another. Black Lives Matter, you know, the summer of absolute destruction in 2020. Who ever thought that made sense? But people were afraid to say anything. It's like one thing after another after another. And after a while, you're like, what is this really about? Okay, I'm done with my crazy rant. Now back to us paying for other people's student loans. (laughs) Which is not a sign at all. What is it? It, This is also a part of it. Sure, This doesn't make sense to people. It's not fair. No, I I don't know how you look a truck driver in the eye and say, yeah, you're going to pay $10,000 of my student loan. I, I don't know how you do that with a, with a clean conscience, but here we are. If it was the real world, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't have the stones to do it. Right? Shouldn't they, shouldn't if you accept this payment from the government? Shouldn't you have to go like most somebody's lawn for a year or something? Well, I I do think that <laughs> if I'm paying for it, man. Hey, I do think that if you take advantage of total loan cancellation or, or you know whatever down the road you take advantage of, uh, you ought to hand back that degree. Because if you're taking advantage of a program that forgives the loan, then obviously you're saying that that investment wasn't worth it and that your degree is worthless, so you should basically have to refund it. Yes. Of course, it's never going to happen. Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, so, yeah, $10,000 for individuals making under $125,000 a year, 20000 if you got a Pell Grant. Uh, this also applies for married couples making up to 250k. So exactly how are we paying this uh, here is, or paying for this? Here is Joe Biden to explain. We'll provide real benefits for families without meaningful effect on inflation. <laughs> Let's be clear. I hear it all the time. How do we pay for it? We pay for it by what we've done. Last year, we cut the deficit by more than $350 billion. No, you didn't. <laughs> Just because you say that doesn't make it true. Well, sure. We went farther in debt is what happened. We're trillions of dollars in debt. You keep adding to it. Well, we didn't take out as much as we thought we might, so we call that a reduction. There you go. No, it doesn't work that way. Again, man, it's it's so frustrating. And, you know, we had that clip earlier of Pocahontas, you know, talking about what was it? The, the only sin of these people is wanting an education. That sort people of- for whom their only sin was to want to try to get an education and not be in a family that it could afford to write a check for it. Okay, that whole premise is nonsense, okay? They, they just wanted this education. In what? some degree that wasn't going to pay. This was always the plan. This was the plan in the spring when the Democrats thought we're going to get absolutely throttled in the midterms. Remember? Mm -hmm. And Elizabeth Warren at the time was saying, we just need to forgive the student loans. That's how how we're going to win in the fall. People at the time were like, I don't think they're even going to do that because at the time, Biden was saying that he wasn't too keen on that idea there were other democrats nancy pelosi saying he can't even do it yeah but that was the plan all along and they finally got it done 
When was this? This was in the spring. Let's cancel student loan debt. President has the power to do that all by himself no. and would touch the lives of tens of millions of people across this country. Listen to this. There is so much we can do. And if we do it over the next 200 days, we're going to be in fine shape. This is what and democracy you... is about. Take it to the people what we've done. Um, <laughs> we do that, then we're going to be fine at the elections. Uh, Let's cancel. Well, that's, that's how we're going to be fine for the elections. Democracy is all about getting people to pay for other people's debts. Oh, Golly, man. Yeah, that, made, that makes sense. You know, I've seen some some cynical lefties out there saying, like, trying to compare this to uh, forgiveness of Paycheck Protection Program loans. And there, there's no question that during the pandemic, there was a ton of fraud with the PPP, uh, with, with with that loan process. There was. Mm-hmm. We'll never really know how much. That, that, that will be a stain. But remember, the purpose of those loans was supposed to be to prop up businesses that had been shut down forcibly shut down by the government due to covid yes that's not the same thing as you signing on the dotted line to go to college there there is no comparison there totally agree what an insult to pocahontas right. isn't it? <laughs> yes it is <laughs> agree with that a hundred percent okay uh let's get to this real quick you pointed this out before there's this race in pennsylvania you got dr oz and you got this dude john fetterman yeah He's on the struggle bus right now. Well, he is. is. He had a massive stroke. Uh, This is the Democrat who's running to be Pennsylvania's next senator, running against Dr. Oz, and he had a stroke a few months ago. The campaign lied about how bad it was because this guy was under wraps for a long time, finally started getting out on the campaign trail. What was that earlier this month? They're trying to get him out a little at a time. It's obvious his brain is not working the way it's supposed to work. And I I really don't say this with any mockery because – Strokes are devastating, and it's horrible, mm-hmm. uh, but it can take a long time to recover. This man cannot be a United States senator. He can't be one because he can't function. This is from a rally with steelworkers a couple of days ago. All right, roll it. Of the 10 homes Dr. Oz has, do you think any of them have a steel plant across any of them? I do. Do you think of the 10 homes Dr. Oz have has a union hall across their home? No. I do. So that's, I am so grateful for all of your support today. But really, I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk all about all of you. Now, let me ask you a question. If you say you think the word of steel worker, what words come to your mind if you say steel workers? Hmm. Dude, dude, it's not good. No. This is fighting. I, I would agree he can't be in the Senate. He should be the president. Sure, international <laughs> <laughs> depression. But, dude, I mean, you're talking about what? Somebody that can't quite formulate the thoughts and get it out right. uh, shouldn't be in public service? Well, it, man, it, I, there's somebody doing it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, that was just the beginning. I mean, if you want to hear how the it was only five minutes that he was speaking. Right. And then oh, it boy. just it went downhill, man. Okay, this is how it wrapped up. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income, a path 
to a safe place for them to win. You know, dude, this is like this conundrum we had with Biden back in the day of feeling bad because the guy should not have been out there. But then coming around saying, no, I don't feel bad because this guy's going to have power. Right. And do things that are going to hurt the country. And he's another one of those. No, the guy can't be in the Senate. And you've talked about this several times. This guy that's supposed to be this rough and tumble, hard-working yeah. man of the people. He's a trust fund kid. Yeah, he's a, he's a mama's boy who lived off of his parents for until he was like almost 50. 50. Yeah, that's pathetic. And he's out there like, yeah, union. Well, he can't really say the words right now, but he's like union labor. And I'm this tough guy and all that stuff. Not to mention a few years ago, he's, he is the guy who hunted down an innocent unarmed black man and held him at gunpoint because he thought oh. he would committed a crime. So he's racist, a spoiled brat, and now the guy's had a massive stroke and barely get a sentence out. Well, no wonder the Democrats are behind him. No kidding. Yes, he checks all the boxes. It's, it is the Joe Biden template, isn't it? <laughs> Boy, it is. It really Holy is. smokes, yeah. man. Okay, much more to get to. Well, <laughs> the education secretary just admits, hey, yeah, if you already paid your bills, paid off your loans, you're, you're getting nothing out of this new thing. Sorry about that. And the failing New York Times being racist. Straight ahead. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins so you teach your kids do it the right way pay your debts then it doesn't end up paying off but there is a question hey people that have done it the right way what about them in all this the education secretary david was asked this uh yeah he was asked this during an interview with fox News's peter Ducey and miguel cardona was asked hey you know what do you have to say to the people who did actually do it the right way and paid off their bills on their own without Joe Biden's help? Hmm. Look, this is a good day for America, a good day for uh, those who are thinking about higher education in the future, because not only does it provide student loan forgiveness, it also fixes a system that's broken. No, and to those who are saying it's not what? fair, look, wow. the, the aim of this is really to address the effects of the pandemic. Well, the pandemic. Here we go again. People have been in debt for these loans for years. The universities spend so much more on administrative costs than they have in the past because they can. It's a freaking scam. You didn't do anything about that. It's my responsibility to make sure that people are not coming out of the pandemic worse off than they were at the beginning. But to the to the fairness question, the people that are sitting at home, right. having just paid off their student loans or having paid them off right. years ago, What's in it for them? Right. Well, look, when we address some of the issues that could lead to default uh, payments or default borrowers in the future, that affects everyone. We should be proud that we're able to help Americans that need help right now, just like we help businesses, proud. small businesses during the pandemic. You know, it's about making sure we're taking you care be of Americans proud. Out of your own pocket. in our economy and in our people. But just to, the final one on this, sure. the people that already paid their student loans, right. they don't get anything out of this deal. Right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, right. they don't. No, they don't. They don't really get anything 
What a bunch of McGurkin and the Jets. <laughs> McGurkin is often political speak for saying a whole lot of words, but saying nothing, nothing. and not answering a question. No, just debating the, the talking points. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this earlier in the week, the failing New York Times. Um, some problems there right now because uh, their performance review system has been giving significantly lower ratings to employees of color. Hmm. What's that all about? People are saying this, this is just racism. Yep. There's a whole piece on this in The Federalist uh, that's certainly worth a read because you have a place that has made a bunch of affirmative action hires then when you have to talk about actual job performance and if you're honest and say well the person's just not very good well, right. well they're not doing the job very well what do you want me to say unbelievable <laughs> this is the markley van camp and robin show Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And we're talking about this student loan bailout. I did just see this. There was a tray of mail-in ballots from 2020 that just got discovered at the post office in Baltimore. Ah, weird. <laughs> How many of them were there? Does it say? Dozens. Dozens in a tray. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, dang uh, it. The United States Postal Service spokesperson, Tom Wallet said, we deeply regret the late delivery of these mail pieces. The Postal Service takes these issues very seriously. Obviously. Yeah, we'll it, find it out two years later. And is working hard to avoid issues like this by going over our processes, mm -hmm. procedures with all employees yeah. ahead of the general elections. Uh -huh. And just in case um, that you forgot, I want you to know, um, that as far as that last election yeah. in 2020 was yeah. the most secure election conducted in modern history. Okay. You're going to see states like Arizona and Georgia learn the wrong lesson from 2020, the most secure election ever. <laughs> yes, just remember that. Yeah, definitely. Forget about all the news that you've heard, whether it's Wisconsin or Arizona or Pennsylvania, all these different states, these little snafus. It was the most safe and secure in History. Well, this wouldn't have happened if Trump hadn't been stealing mailboxes. <laughs> Isn't it hilarious, man, how how anytime you say, hey, you know, I, I don't think that election was on the up and up. I don't know if it's widespread voter fraud, but certainly we know for a fact that multiple secretaries of state just completely tossed out the rule book and decided to write laws yeah. outside of the bounds of what the state legislature decided they were going to do. That's that's called rigging an election. Okay, you don't have yes. to have a bunch of fake votes out there to rig an election when you can just not follow the rules and get away with it, right? Yeah. But the same people not who to say mention Zuckerberg can fund all of his pals to run the local elections. Yeah, it's it's really funny to me that the people who are most likely to say that's a dangerous conspiracy theory 
also claimed that Trump was not only stealing mailboxes, but was sending secret hand signals to white supremacist organizations when he did the OK sign. Like these deranged lunatics (laughs) actually thought and claimed and totally believed that Donald Trump was sending secret codes Mm-hmm. To these mysterious white supremacist and neo-Nazi organizations. Yeah, and you know yes. the thing is, everybody knows he does it through telekinesis. He, right. He, he does. Yeah, it's actually strategic yeah. eye blinking. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And it's still the greatest threat to the United States. That's right. right. Of course. Of course it is. Okay. Uh, so the president, Joe Biden, even though Nancy Pelosi said he, he doesn't have the power to do this, he did it. Well, he he proposed it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Student loan debt, ten yeah. grand, and yeah. uh, my dad—he had a car, and I had baseball cleats, and he wanted me to go to college. Uh, couldn't afford it. Big bummer. This is Tell a some story. Whatever. Of a real story he was telling yeah. yesterday. But what is this we're about very, to hear, David? Very bizarre. So, yeah, Joe Biden is canceling some student loan debt. Um, he explained part of the policy in a way that only Joe Biden can. Excellent. So, my message to all servants all public servants, all those who are the ones that are volunteering, is out with student debt to go. Here's what you want, if if you're worried about how to do it, go to pslf.gov. There you go. All right. So if you're one of these people that out with student debt, go to. Okay. (laughs) That's that's the website you want to go to. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense to Yoda. (laughs) That's <laughs> out with student debt go to <laughs> say he senator senator yoda what? is very confused oh my god wait a second what was the other part i mean this <laughs> is futile trying to make sense of it but still the to all servants servants all public servants all those who are the ones that are volunteering yeah. Volunteering for what? Uh, they're are talking, you talking about people that are getting paid? That people that work for the government? Who are we You're talking about there? Talking about uh, public service loan forgiveness uh, for federal. It's federal student aid where if you're working at a school or if you Got work it. in the government, you you get a massive bailout. I mean, they just actually yesterday. What was it? Is a few billion dollars worth of public service loan forgiveness, and that includes to people in higher education. That includes people in higher education, by the way. So if you're, you know, teaching gender studies at a university, you qualify for a public service loan forgiveness because you're providing an essential public service. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. a scam this whole thing is. Dude, my temperature started to rise. Okay, yeah. like I'm, I'm getting really ticked. And then I look at Rob's. <laughs> And it's hard to get mad when you can see someone fuming more than you already. (laughs) And then you just have to laugh. I do. And you get tongue-tied almost because you want to say there's so many things in your mind that are so bouncing around. This, This is ridiculous. Under any circumstance, this is ridiculous. No one forced anyone to take out a loan. No one does that. You do that because you can and the idea is, once you take out the loan, you pay the debt on the loan. If you don't, they come get your car and they change the locks on your house. It's that simple. Right. You know, you know. I was kind of, I was thinking this through because I was reading an article last night about how difficult it has been for many military families to get uh, loans, to get home loans, 
right now because of the way that these loans are structured. Like if you're going through the VA process, you can't really offer over what the house appraises for. So in a time when people are in these massive bidding wars, yeah. you know, if you've got a house that's listed at $325,000, but everybody knows you're really going to have to offer 335 or 350 or whatever, these VA loans won't cover that massive difference. You, you have to stay pretty close to what the house's actual value is, right? So it's so difficult, uh, especially if you have to move, you got to get a new place to live, all of that. There are military families that are struggling right now or have been throughout the uh, the red-hot housing market process that's been yes. happening in our country right now. Our government said, tough, you deal with it. That's your responsibility. We're not talking about paying off mortgages. We're not talking about doing that for right. service members. But if you teach you know, queer theory at a university, you qualify to have your stupid-ass student loans forgiven. One of the reasons why, like, like uh, Scott, you were talking about getting tongue-tied. One of the reasons I get so tongue-tied is because it's really hard for me to not drop F-bombs oh, on I, the I air know. while I'm talking I, about yeah. this. Yeah, well, you get, you get on a roll, man. Mm -hmm. And I know we got other stuff to get to. You know, if you really Gosh, want to help. It, I want to say this. Right. It, it, no, go I'm ahead. I'm telling no. you, man. Go ahead. When you say public servant, okay, and you're talking about military, and I'm thinking about a buddy I brought up so many times, a uh, retired uh, lieutenant colonel, thinking about different people that served, some gave their life. That's public service, okay? When you're saying public servants in, <laughs> in the realm of what you just mentioned, David, these university professors that are really just poisoning people with false BS all over the place, and they deserve some sort of break for being the selfless public servant, it makes me want to freaking puke. Yeah. No, yeah, well, that's what that's what public service is, right? You is selfless, selflessly adding to the mankind, or adding to your communities, or adding to your country right. without any reflection on yourself. These guys get rich as public servants. Well, it's like so many people it's ridiculous. that are Congress people, oh. where it used to be a public servant meant something, and now to most of it, it means you enriched yourself and your family and yeah. your buddies for years, but we're supposed to congratulate you when you retire on your selfless public service. Yeah, my career in public yurts. service. You screwed the working class to get where you're at. Right. Okay, next. CNN did some reporting yesterday? Yeah. That's a story. Yeah, it is actually a story in and of itself, uh, and it has to do with the cancellation of some student loan debt um, and capping the prices of what people have to actually pay back. Uh, so the education secretary, Miguel Cardona, was on CNN this morning, and the host, John Berman, actually did journalism here by saying, hey, who pays for this? Wow. Whoa. He must have seen Stelter get the boot. I right. guess I should do my job. <laughs> how much does this cost? You know, the projections are still uh, coming out depending on how many people uh, take advantage of it. But let me remind folks. What's the in range, about three months, Secretary? What's the, what's the range of possibilities? Well, like I said, um, those projections are still coming out based on how many people take advantage of it. But what we're finding is... Who's not going to take, take advantage, advantage of right. it, you <laughs> dope? That, that's when called... the loan payments restart, $4 billion a month is going to go back into it because people are going to start paying. Anyone making over $125,000 will resume payment into their loans. And it does offset whatever... No, it doesn't! No. How, that math doesn't make sense anywhere. No, you have fewer people paying on loans that they willingly took out. Plus, you've already forgiven a chunk of, 
of whatever loans are out there for people making under one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year. That math makes no sense. The no, remaining loan balances will not make up for the disappeared loan balances. Golly. How about a new law when you knowingly lie like that? Okay, and we put you to a lie detector, and it's proven you're just lying. That's a public caning, you <laughs> jerk. Uh, funds are being placed to help those who are most severely in need um, to get on their feet again. Well, okay, it won't offset the total cost of this o over, o over time. I mean, how will this be paid for? Look, the president has been very clear about uh, reducing the deficit. and <laughs> They do this all the time. Uh, you know, they, they've been very clear. No, you're not answering the question because you don't have an answer. Th there are projections, not just from our department, but Moody's, for example, are saying that whatever funds go to this loan forgiveness will be offset by the increase in uh, what we're seeing in loan payment restart for those making under over 125000 uh, Nope. It's another lash to the back right there. Sorry, sir. Start telling the truth. Wrong answer. Okay, if that sounds harsh, how about let's just start with the dog collar? Oh, the shock collar? Yeah, yeah we'll start go. off with it with a couple of warning beeps, and then we'll go with just a little friendly. Yeah. And then before too long, as he starts to go a little bit more. <laughs> Who doesn't want to see that? I want that job as my public servant to run the dog collar. <laughs> there you go. They'll forgive all your loans if you do that. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> By the way, speaking of colleges, did you see the new course that compares Taylor Swift to Shakespeare? Essential learning, Jamie. Come on, man. <laughs> People go in debt for this nonsense. This is at the University of Texas, David. Of course it is. My goodness. Golly, Austin. It's William, it's William Shake It Up, Spear. There you go. <laughs> the class is called the Taylor Swift Songbook. Oh, God. Professor Elizabeth Scala Selfless public servant of says course. students will study Taylor's lyrics alongside the classics and will be asked to, quote, analyze and contextualize common practices and problems across the centuries. John. So the only sin of these kids is wanting an education for that. <laughs> All over. That's what we need. All right. News update straight up. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Just saw a news update. Uh, it was announced earlier today. 21-time Grand Slam champ and tennis great Novak Djokovic. Not going to play in the U.S. Open because he's been effectively banned by the United States because he's not vaccinated. That's yeah. the rule from the CDC. Didn't take, didn't take medicine that doesn't actually stop you from getting COVID. Correct. Mm-hmm. So in the statement, he said, sadly, I will not be able to travel to New York for uh, the U.S. Open. Thank you for, you know, different people that have been supportive uh, with your kind messages, love and support. And good luck to my fellow players. So, so I'll keep in good shape and positive spirit and wait for an opportunity to compete again. See you soon, tennis world. He can't come. He can't play because he's unvaccinated and from another country. 
Yes, the okay. CDC rule is foreign national. Make sure I understand. You're this. unvaccinated. Yeah. Okay. You can't enter the country. Okay, that's great. I mean, <laughs> unless you're walking across the southern border, then it's fine. Well, well that's yeah. different. That's yeah. what he should have done. He should have put his little racket in his little case and <laughs> I mean, dude, walked waltzed right in on the southern border. Should have mm-hmm. walked in through South Texas. Abbott would put him on a charter bus straight to New York. To New York, right? Exactly. <laughs> he'd get off and he'd have yeah, somebody'd be waiting for him there, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. And he could stay as long as he wanted. And, you know, there's been more and more news slowly coming out about the vaccines mm-hmm. and the adverse effects of the vaccines. Yeah, this yeah. is great. And the well, effects, we, talk, yes. we talked about different countries reporting on this, mm-hmm. and we talked about it. And, well, we're not paying attention to it with our media, but there's dribs and drabs coming out. Yeah. And now... Democrats are going on the offensive. Yeah, it seems like th- this was the first, to me, sign that something big actually was going to come out at some mm-hmm. point about the COVID vaccines. I don't know what eventually it will be, but it does seem like something big is around the corner because House Democrats on this select committee investigating the coronavirus crisis, they just put out a report claiming that Donald Trump used undue pressure to try to force the FDA to rush getting God, the vaccine to market. Uh, this. Here we go. So now, now they're setting, they're laying the groundwork for any adverse effects of the vaccine. They're going to blame Donald Trump, which is what they started doing, by the way, before Donald Trump uh, left office. They started doing that. Uh, remember, all these heroes of the left, like Andrew Cuomo, like Joe Biden, like Kamala Harris, were doubting the vaccine's safety until Joe Biden became president. And then it's, if you doubt it, you're a conspiracy theorist and you probably shouldn't uh, be allowed in public anymore. Wow. Yeah. You know. Unreal. Well, I just think about, you know, the different interviews over time. And there was one that was not even that long ago. It was just a couple of weeks ago. And it was Dr. Peter McCullough. Um talking about the effects and the myocarditis and especially when you're talking about youth and he said and that's they want to say well it's just temporary i think that i have the clip he said it's not always temporary i can tell you a different mechanism for heart damage would be a heart attack in an adult remember this so if a heart if an adult had a heart attack with these types of EKG changes and elevations in troponin, they'd be rushed to the cardiac catheterization laboratory and have angiography and stenting. So I can tell you as a cardiologist, we take this degree of heart damage seriously. There is no heart damage that's mild or inconsequential. And there are papers now by Jenna Schauer showing it doesn't go away. Yeah. So I think you're right, David. More and more of this stuff's going to come out. Yeah. And so it's not orange man bad. His fault. Yep. He put pressure on the FDA. (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story of the day is David. The biggest paying for everybody else's bills. Yeah. The biggest story of the day is that Joe Biden is bribing voters and it's going to cost all of us a lot of money uh, in the end. You know, there, there is one estimate. And because all of this is such a patchwork of, of rules and all, and, and just, throwing money and arbitrary numbers out there. There's one estimate, though, that it'll cost taxpayers two to $3,000 a year to finance this. Wow. At least. And so that, that seems low to me personally, but I, again, you know, we'll see what the numbers actually look like. When you're talking to people that are going to benefit from this, to say it's not fair. 
Yeah, I'll tell you that. Wonder if this is going to work. Uh, Joe Biden says uh, black people don't own homes. What? <laughs> Straight ahead. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen Xer, Millennial, and a sexy boomer. And you know what? Before we go any further with any of this student loan forgiveness stuff, because the frustration is sort of rolling, um, just want to play something real quick to at least make Robbins smile and probably laugh. Um, and I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. <laughs> DeSantis know, talking about Dr. Fauci. My love for him grows every day. <laughs> it just does. More on that later. Okay, I just want to hang out with him for a while, just for fun. It would be really cool to pick that guy's brain oh, on a number of different things. Great. Yeah. Um, student loan forgiveness. Joe Biden, he wants to help people, David. Yeah, canceling some student loan debt, 10000 bucks for individuals making under $125,000 a year. Oh, if you got a Pell Grant, uh, 20000 And that also applies for married couples making up to $250,000. So if you're a married couple making under $250,000 and you receive Pell Grants when you're going to school, you can get $40,000. Wow. That's that's cool. Yeah. And and all the people that either paid off their loans or didn't go to college. Thank you for your service, I guess. Uh, I mean, this is it's insane, man. It really is such a scam. And I mean, just crazy to me. It is one of those things, man. I'm sure you've talked to people, too that are going to benefit from this somehow, but are still saying it's not right. You know, yeah, it's going to save me, you know, 10 grand, whatever. But no, it's not fair. It reminds me of during the pandemic, people are getting checks and they're saying, I don't need this money. Now, am I going to take it? Well, sure, because the government will spend it on something else stupid. I can spend it in a a different way. So, yeah, I'll take it, but I don't need it. This This is not smart. It's another one of those situations. And, of course, this is all to get votes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's going to work. Well, Joe Biden said this is about uh, black people. What? Yeah, this is this is helping black people. Roll it. About a third of the borrowers have debt but no degree. And worst of both worlds, debt and no degree. The burden is especially heavy on black and Hispanic borrowers, who on average have less family wealth to pay for it. There's no, they don't own their homes to borrow against to be able to pay for college. <laughs> These black and Hispanic people, they don't own homes. I mean, gosh, man, it's terrible. Now, the funny thing, well, two, there are two funny parts to this, is that the people who own most of the debt are overwhelmingly upper-middle-class white people. And the people who would stand... You and your stats, stop it. Yeah, the people who would benefit from this, especially when you set the market, $125,000... Yeah, if you're a, if you're a 28 year old and you're making 120 thousand dollars, let's just say, you're doing well. You can pay back your bills. Absolutely. You you can pay your debts. 
Yeah, but that's but that that is the person who's going to benefit, right? The person with a communications degree or whatever, uh, they're going to benefit largely for it. The second thing that's really funny to me is yeah. just on Sunday, the secretary or the energy secretary Jennifer Granholm was telling all these poor people, especially these poor black people, to put solar panels on their homes. So which is it? Do they own homes that they should put solar panels on? Or do they not own homes and that means they can't pay their debts? I'm confused. You know, the other part of this, okay, and this is anecdotal. I don't know the actual stat, but I think we all have the same idea, and I'll roll it out this way. Think of all the people you know that went to college for a while and ended up dropping out. Okay. Did they end up dropping out because they couldn't secure any more loans? They flat out couldn't pay any more? Because personally, I know zero yeah. in that category. It, was, it wasn't for me. I wasn't getting anything out of it. I figured out I wasn't going to get a job I wanted anyway in that field. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Or they got a job doing something they wanted to do, and it just didn't make sense to go to college anymore. Yeah. Or, or they started a family you know, there are, there are a bunch of different reasons, but it's not because you can you couldn't secure a loan. They give those loans out to just about anybody. anybody. That's, that's the problem. Yes. But he actually lied. And right before that clip starts, because I remember this when he said it. Well, you know, there's so many people. They just they couldn't get any more money. And so they had they had to leave college because the money ran out. The money ran out. This is the problem. They were getting loans. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And then talking about, what was it? Well, on average, have less family wealth to pay for it. There's no, they don't own their homes to borrow against to be able to pay for college. To get a student loan? What are you talking about? Yeah. That makes no sense. Who's, who's borrowing against their home to finance a college education? Nobody's doing that because the federally backed loan system, it makes it very easy to get that money. Right. But the tell is... They don't own their homes to borrow against it, to be able to pay for see, college. These, these people, they don't own their homes? Yeah. And it's that thinly veiled racism again from Joe that's been prominent throughout so much of his career mm -hmm. that he's never called out on, you know? We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't, want, they don't know quite what to do. See these people good-hearted. They just don't know how to raise their kids. They don't know what to do. They need help. Wasn't it just last year that he suggested that black people don't know how to use computers? Don't know how yes. to use the internet. Yes. Um, apparently they know how to mix and scratch because the way you communicate a record player. You got to get the turntable. <laughs> Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Yeah, the record player, you know. Uh, they're going to put in new techniques in everybody's house. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All these black people, they don't know how to use computers. They, they don't know how to teach their kids words. They don't no. own their homes. No. Or and that's why. Yes. And that's why we're that's why we're bailing out some law degree having white guy in a flannel shirt in Washington D.C. Okay. Yes, that makes because no a sense. lot a lot of these black and brown kids they're just as smart. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids, huh? <laughs> and if we could go back to that old tale of I mean, it's like a storybook, really. Because you can take a guy, okay, who's African-American, and he's clean, he's articulate. It's incredible. It's like, it's like the unicorn that Joe Biden couldn't believe when he was talking about Obama.
I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African American who is articulate and bright and what? And, and clean and nice looking guy. I mean, it's that's a storybook, man. Story, nice looking, bright, clean. The dude bathes. What a storybook that is. It's like a, the Disney prince, isn't it? <laughs> Pixar ought to be making a movie out of movie this guy. It. It's crazy. But it's Donald Trump that's the racist. racist. <laughs> you got it. That's right. <laughs> Did you hear? Oh, Not only can Obama speak, and not only is he clean, which according to Joe Biden is rare for a black guy, mm-hmm. I heard he owns a home, too. Whoa! Wow! It's crazy. Absolutely. But does the home have a computer? <laughs> a good question. Only one place it could happen, too. This is the United States of America, for guys. <laughs> well, you, United States. Yeah, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, six-year-olds talking about their gender identity. Yeah. No. Who are we hearing from here, David? Oh, this is the director of the gender clinic at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Says doctors should be talking to children as young as six about gender identity. Now, libs of TikTok found this. Again, this isn't secretly recorded or obtained audio. It's literally from a podcast that's produced by the hospital. Okay, but libs of TikTok are evil because they put it out for more people to see. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's enjoy this together, huh? So some of the language that I'm encouraging healthcare providers to integrate into their practice is simple questions with open-ended answer Mm -hmm. opportunities. So the simple question being, so Linda, you know, you're, you're assigned female at birth and there's an F on your birth certificate. How does that fit for you? How does that feel for you? The only F we're talking about is what the F are you talking about? Okay. Don't call. I signed at birth. Look, look right here. I'm a girl. That's terrible. That is really, really awful. Yeah. That's evil, is what it is. And the thing is, they don't hide from it. No. I mean, they're right out there saying it. They think they're right. Yeah. And they, they're not used to anybody pushing back because people are afraid to. Correct. Yeah. So yes. you could just say whatever you want now. Yes. Yeah. What's it like being a girl at school? What's it like being a, a girl in your family? Mm-hmm. What that really opens up is a conversation that can... There doesn't need to be a conversation. No. Again, you stated Linda is six years old. Did someone put this in her head? Many patient needs. Mm-hmm. Whether your, Linda feels very comfortable being a girl, whether Linda's worried about certain puberty changes that could be happening, as well as if Linda oh my really gosh. identifies as Larry. You just... Okay, are you going to lose it, Rob? No, I just want to know what six-year-old is concerned about puberty. What six-year-old is talking about changes in their body? One that's been fed a bunch They're of nonsense. They're six years old. Can we let somebody be six? No. Can we just let them be six? Honestly, no. You can't because this is what they're banking on. These people are sick, man. All right. That's sick. That's I'm sorry, but that, No, no, no. You don't apologize. That's terrible. You no, anybody who's ever stopped. had a child when your child is 6 years old. We can all recall when our kids were 6 years old. They sure. can't yet, but he will. Mhm. They don't th- these questions don't no. they never come up in sane conversation ever. No. no. 
you've just created an opening that says, I'm here to listen <laughs> oh, if this doesn't feel like a fit for you. Mm -hmm. So that's some language that many providers from six okay. years old up to 16 are finding lead to some great conversation. Oh, God. Don't call us groomers, though. No, you're groomers. You're, you're grooming people at that point. Yes, you are. No. Terrible. It's evil. It's twisted. It is. That's evil. And it needs to be called out. Yep. I mean, and again, man, they may think they're right. Okay, somebody's got to stand up for the kids. Yeah. Isn't How many that our kids are going to unnecessarily go through a whole load of emotional abuse because of this? Because you're going to have dopey parents that don't know what they're doing that think they might be doing the right thing. Or you got some kid because, that just says, well, I kind of think I'm a girl. That's a boy. At six years old, I mean, you think you're a dinosaur or a, a dog or a cat or whatever. But, I mean, the whole movement so has nuts. taken over universities. But it's nuts. Education. I hate this. Medicine. I do. I, I know. I'm, I we're all together. It. it just makes me sick to my stomach. I totally agree. Golly. Okay, how about something else to uh, uh, bring you uh, a little bit of joy, Scott? Please. Okay. Oh, I can tell you this. Um, your guy, DeSantis. Yeah. You know, I had that clip earlier talking about, you know, Fauci. Downs didn't cause any permanent damage to any young kids. Oh, yeah. When he I said got it. news for you. It did. And we are going to reap those rewards across the whole country for years and years and years because they treated kids so poorly. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. Well, see, we heard that, what, 10 minutes ago? He just laughed again. <laughs> it works every time. <laughs> they're, being, they're calling for violence. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard this. DeSantis endorsed 30 candidates in Florida for school board. Yeah. 25-1. Yeah. Turning some of those school boards from far left to now conservative yeah. to bring sanity into the schools. And that, that's the name of the game. And I, I'm glad that there are Republicans, whether it's DeSantis or Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, who are focusing on, on that effort, because that's the ball game right now. The yeah, left has absolutely. had a monopoly on education on that field for a long time, and it's time for people to start pushing back. And they're not doing it based off of some you know, far-right ideological bent necessarily. Most of the time, when you look at these local races, it's based on common sense. Like, there has been a massive awakening among parents in this country, yep. which is one of the reasons why it's so freaking frustrating to see so many Republicans running for Congress or, or the Senate who are out there talking about anything other than education. You've you got to be hitting that constantly because that's how you're going to win. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Think about what the left is not only doing to kids right now with all that nonsense at CRT and the trans activism, but what they did during COVID. Yeah, well, yeah. Shutting down the schools. I mean, and again, Fauci can say whatever he wants. I don't think anything is irreparable. It is for a lot of those kids, man. Yeah. I mean, it's serious. That's why you got so many moms that are changing their vote from one party to another because of the kids. Okay. Speaking of schools, kids, the Uvalde School Board, and the police chief. 
he's finally let go. That and much more coming up. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I uh, was going to get into the story about how the Uvalde school board voted unanimously to fire the police chief. Yeah. Uh, that's really a given, but there's a piece of audio that we have to hear, David. Uh, yeah. Corinne John Bierre, the White House press secretary, being asked, wow. hey, you know, how, how exactly is this student loan debt bailout? going to be paid for because you know you're talking about 300 million to 500 billion dollars like where exactly is all that money coming from and this woman is hopelessly stupid i mean it it's i, I again i almost feel bad for her but here here is uh her answer so we do uh we so this again this is the question that um uh my colleague here uh ambassador got so we have to get a better sense, right, of what we're talking about as uh -oh. far as cost. Wait, let me just let me just say that out loud. She is the she is the domestic policy advisor, and when she was asked that question, so I just want to iterate what she said. Uh, but we do believe it will be fully paid for because of the because of the work that this president has done with the economy, because of what you just said. Um, uh, well, what I just said is what we have done to to bring down the deficit, the deficit reduction no, that matters, and the work that we'll continue oh uh, to do. Look, when you look at IRA, uh, it is also that three that three hundred billion dollar uh, deficit is going to matter, right? When you think about that one point seven trillion by the end of uh, this fiscal year, oh, is we got to stop it right there well. for now. Th this is going to oh, take uh, a little more time. <laughs> oh man! It'd be one thing to take that much time to get to an accurate answer, but we're way out of bounds. Yeah. It's unbelievable. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Going through the different phases of anger over the student loan bailout. Golly. I got to laugh, man. You got to keep your sense of humor. Um, David, do you want to start with Biden before we get to his press secretary? Oh, no, I, I don't. Uh, Biden is in the past now. This is this is some truly great spin because okay. people are asking, hey, you just what is it? Three hundred to five hundred billion dollars, depending on depending on who you're reading that uh, is being forgiven in student loan debt. This is a massive transfer of wealth, mostly to people who could afford to pay back their debts. Correct. But they're not going to have to pay back some of their debts because of this massive cash giveaway. And so they're being asked now, how are you going to pay for it? How does this work? Because uh, the numbers don't really seem to add up, at least on, on its face. It doesn't seem to, to make any sense at all. So... White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about it, and 
<clears throat> I know that she is trying to defend the indefensible here. I understand yes. that. But she's also not very bright. No. And the combination of having to defend total BS without an ability to speak in coherent sentences is not a does not lead to a good result. No, and when you're trying to get this message across, okay, with to people that are angry about it, they would rather you just say, yeah, some people, it's not going to be viewed as fair for everybody, okay? But this is how we're going to do this instead of some jump-through-hoop BS answer that you can't deliver, and here it is. So we do, uh, we, so this, again, this is the question that um, uh, my colleague here, uh, Ambassador, got. So it, we have to get a better sense, right, of what we're talking about as far as cost. Wait, let me just... Let me... Okay, I already had to stop. I was going to try to transcribe it. Yeah. Forget it. No. You just no. need, like, the Benny Hill music under it. Or... <laughs> I mean, seriously, this, it's just garbage. <laughs> just all this jerking. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's explaining it. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Green. Uh, <laughs> Let me just say that out loud. She is the she is the domestic policy advisor, and when she was asked that question, so I just want to iterate what she said. Uh, but we do believe it will be fully paid for because of the because of the work that this president has done with the economy. Because it will be paid for because of the work the president has done with the economy, <laughs> which has been in shambles. <laughs> that doesn't We're make not sense flush no matter. with cash, Green. <laughs> that doesn't make sense no matter how you slice it. it no, it does no. not. Uh, but go on. Of what you just said, um, uh, well, what I just said is what we have done to, to bring down the deficit, the deficit reduction. That matters in the work that we'll continue uh, to do. Look, when you look at I IRA, uh, it is also that three that $300 billion uh, deficit is going to matter, right? When you think about that $1.7 uh, go ahead, David. What in the hell is going on? <laughs> no, so whenever they talk about how they reduced the deficit, what happened was they reduced year-over-year -year spending, which is good, but also you have to keep in mind the year that they're comparing it to is 2020 when everyone and their dog was getting stimulus money because of COVID lockdowns. Yes. So, yes, there was a massive amount of spending done in 2020, and then when you when you pull back on that, they're saying that means they cut the deficit. That's not actually what happened. They didn't actually reduce the deficit. No. They reduced year-over-year -year spending. Correct. <laughs> but that's that's the new math. Okay, go ahead, yeah. Kareen. Right? When you think about that $1.7 by the end of uh, this fiscal year is going to matter as well. Uh, and also, here's the thing. When we talk about... Um, <laughs> Uh, the pause being lifted, that's going to bring into uh, bring $50 billion per year back into the Treasury. What? Right? That was actually uh, not happening throughout almost for two years now. Yep. So, so that's, that's like you, you refuse to pay your mortgage for a, a year. Let's just say that. You, won't pay your, you didn't pay your mortgage for a year. The, the, the bank is like, hey, we're going to repossess your house. We're, we're going to foreclose on you here. Um, and you say, well, I'm going to start my loan payments back up, and therefore that makes up for everything I didn't pay. The bank's not going to listen to you. I mean, in other, in other terms of, or in other words, 
let's say Jamie Markley has 10 apples. I steal those 10 apples. Mm -hmm. Then I give Jamie four apples back. Mm -hmm. Under the White House's logic, I fully repaid Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) How you like them apples? I don't. But if you had 10 apples, then right. at the end of the fiscal year, you'd have 11 and a half. <laughs> but, and then if you divide that by three, which is really what, we're the, what the economists are saying, you would end up with 16 more apples. Right. Well, I don't it, understand anything well, she just said. Well, right, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't mathematically work. Uh, Nothing. So, but well, again, in the real world, you do that to somebody, what happens? You get throat punched on well, the Adam's <laughs> apple. There's your apple. Or, you know what? This I don't understand any. I don't understand your work. You have to yeah. leave. This doesn't make sense. No, you can't work here anymore. <laughs> no, because they're arguing that to just to use the analogy that I threw out there. They're arguing that after I stole those ten apples from Jamie, he had zero apples. But if I give four of them back, now he has four apples, which is more apples than he previously had. <laughs> Therefore, fully repaid. And what happened to the other six? Well, don't worry about it. That's paid okay. for. Right, because I gave Jamie four apples back. Right. And that's going to end up paying for the other six. And because right. of inflation. Right. Yeah, because of inflation, actually. He got all apples of them back. 10. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. See how this works? Yeah. You dumb people. Did you see what the U.S. Marine vet Johnny Joey Jones tweeted? Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, he, oh, it'll stop you in your tracks. Yeah, he, he lost. tweeted, I cannot believe I gave two legs for my tuition. What a dope I am. Oorah. Yeah. Yeah, he lost two legs in combat. Yeah. That'll bring it back home for a second. Mm. Yeah. Going to the military and pay for your college. Sure. Unless you don't need to pay for college, somebody else could pay it for you. Golly, man. It's so frustrating. Um, if the idiot Republicans don't turn this around today and make this a campaign ad, they're idiots. They're complete morons. And what would you say in the ad? I would talk to the people who are paying for a, a loan back for somebody they don't even know that took it out. Just people it, on the street type of ad? Absolutely, man. Yeah. Because how does this, this affects me how? This affects everyone. I've heard that the Republicans are going to spend a great deal of money over the next few months, that it's wow. getting ready to kick in. Be morons if they didn't. Well, yeah. the messaging hasn't been there so far. No, shocker. It hasn't. Total shocker. Um, food banks still seeing high demand, David. Yeah, here's your ad. I mean, food banks all over the country are still seeing high demand, and in some That's cases right. higher than the demand was at the height of the pandemic lockdowns because inflation's killing people. And, and what these... Can't say that word. What these people in the White House have said is, screw you. We got humanities degrees to pay off for people. Right. That Useless degrees. Gosh, that is so frustrating. Now, a local yes. TV station in Lexington, Kentucky, had a report on what they're seeing. This is Lex 18, part of their report. Teresa Watkins got into line for the first time. We've been sacrificing quite a bit. She and her husband are disabled, and with high inflation, she says they can't afford groceries. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's just totally ridiculous. Every time you go, it's up a little more. Yep. And Biden said, screw you, lady. I'm going to pay for somebody's gender studies master's. Mm-hmm. What a and slap And you should feel good about it. Yeah. This, well, this is great for the economy. That's what they say. And I, I just bring this up again because Biden blamed Republicans for food lines 
in 2020. He's done it a few times. I think this is the most recent one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember those long lines you'd see in a television? People lining up in all kinds of vehicles just to get a box of food in their trunk. How quickly we forget. People were hurting. And what did the MAGA crowd want to do? Forget it. Forget it. God, this is the United States of America. The idea. <laughs> yeah. Tough guy. When no. he gets to be like tough guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, jackass, but the MAGA crowd was there helping hand out food. In my personal experience, I'm just saying. A lot of the MAGA crowd were there you dropping were there, off yeah. boxes. They were there helping to hand out food because they wanted to help their neighbors. Mm-hmm. You helped spoiled brats who got stupid degrees. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say, and in their cars, mm-hmm. polluting the environment. People right. can't breathe. <laughs> we need electric cars. Yeah, you need an electric car to get 20 deep in line to get a box of food. There you go. Got it. Thanks, Joe. Uh, meanwhile, our revisionist history from one Tony Fauci. I didn't shut anything down. What? Right. I guess. He says he has no regrets about public health recommendations, which destroyed this country. This was on Fox News. He said, hey, no one ever actually shut down anything. Remember that. Okay. No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. There was a lot of consideration among the White House task force that we were reaching a point where the hospitals, such as in New York City and other places, were being strained to the point of practically being overwhelmed. And when Dr. Burks and I came with the proposal that we take 15 days to essentially get to the point where we slow, if not shut some things down, not completely, and the record will show, Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Keep the liquor stores open. Yeah, you got to keep the dispensaries and the liquor stores Uh open. But schools, church, whatever, bah, no. No, I hope people don't forget. No. And he's going to have to answer a lot of questions. I'm trying to keep myself from getting Fauci angry again. Well, I mean, and again, how many people died alone? Yeah, because no one could visit them. You couldn't hold the hand of your dying father, mother, or children, whatever. If, if someone died, like my buddy's mom, well, we really can't have the funeral. Right, you can't do that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Amazing. St. George no. Floyd got like 10 funerals. It was a traveling yeah. road show with his coffin. Oh, yeah. But you couldn't have a funeral for your mom or your grandma or whoever it may be that you lost. Right. Right. Just sad. That guy. And then, oh, gosh. I don't even know if I want to go down this. When he did that interview with Bear, Brett Bear. And then his defense is, hey, you're a good guy. Like, why are you asking me these tough questions? That when you, you keep read those, an open mind. When you read those emails, it does not sound like you have an open mind. When you read the email yeah, from no, no, um, Kirsten Anderson, who says the unusual features of the virus make yeah. up a real small part of the genome, and one has to right. look really closely at but, the sequences to see that some features uh-huh. look engineered, right. and you say... This is a shiny object, and it'll go away. It does not sound like you're open-minded to it. Right. Brett, I I know you're a good person. I know you a long time. Yeah, but this is just crazy the way you're asking this. Unbelievable. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for everything, I hope. You're going to have to answer those questions sooner or later. Man, oh, man. Okay, something else we got to get to.
Ron DeSantis talking about Fauci. That's getting a lot of talk today, which is good to see. <laughs> Honestly, because as somebody that's actually pushing back and bringing facts of what's happened mm -hmm. over the last couple of years, because people forget. And not to mention, man, there's a reason Democrats are getting out in front right now saying, you know, Trump tried to push that vaccine through the FDA. <laughs> it's Trump's fault. What are we going to find out about that? So, yes, we need to get to that. And who's getting rich off of China? We'll answer that question as well. Coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Martha, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Hey, President Biden, is it fair somebody else that didn't go to college or paid off their loans that they're paying for somebody else? Is, is that fair? Is it fair to people who, in fact, uh, do not own multi billion dollar businesses if she wants these guys getting more attention? Is that fair? What do you think? Uh, David, well, can you translate that? What was the point of that? What does one have to do with the other? Exactly. I mean, you're you're talking about tax policy versus a massive bailout for mostly for people who come from affluent families. That there is no comparison here. It's just maddening. I mean, if, if this was really targeted at helping people who got screwed over by the university system, then why why pick one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year? As the as the cutoff for getting debt forgiveness, why not make it fifty thousand dollars a year? Well, the NAACP made that point. <laughs> like th th this is terrible. Yeah, the, only ten thousand dollars. The Democrats do this to us all oh, the time. Oh, I I mean, they just, promise and they don't deliver. I mean, means testing at a fifty thousand dollar a year salary to target people who are making. $50,000 or less, I mean, that would be a little bit easier of a pill to swallow for a lot of people. I, I think it's still bad policy, but at least then you could credibly make the argument that you're really trying to help low-income people uh, who are struggling with student loan debt. But right now, if you're a single person making $125,000 a year, you are not, if you're struggling, that's on you. Mm -hmm. By the way, because I'm getting confused with different stats. Um, the NAACP president said that the debt crisis has a disproportionate impact on black borrowers and their families. Across all racial groups, black borrowers hold the most student loan debt, despite being consistently underserved by post-secondary institutions. That's not the stats that I saw. No. No, it's not. Now, if you talk about, because not all student loan debt involves a four-year university, there are student loan debts that are offered for people who go to like barber colleges or cosmetology, whatever it may be. Um, and those do have a pretty high rate of default, which to me means the federal government ought to stop paying for them. Yeah. But there's no change in policy in how the money is given out. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Scott, you look like the world's going to end. It's going to be okay. No, I just I want to play you a clip. Okay. Little League World Series, team from Texas. Kid's up to bat. They're talking to his mom as the kid is up to bat. Okay? And you know what happens? 
Have you seen this? Heard nope. it? Okay. You lived in Pennsylvania for seven years. How's it being back here? It's great. We flew into Baltimore. The drive-in, it just feels like home. We love Pennsylvania. Jacob mentioned earlier that he has been dreaming Wait a about... second, Julie. Jacob just hit one deep to right. Jacob just homered. As they're talking to the mom on TV, the kid That's goes great. yard. See? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. David, biggest story of the day. Biggest story of the day is that you've got truly stupid people trying to uh, defend an indefensible policy with the student loan debt forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, I mean, this, this is a lady who makes Forrest Gump look like Stephen Hawking. Okay. She was on the struggle bus today. We've heard the struggle bus before, but this is like a, yeah, a new high, would I, you say, or a low? new new low. Uh, yeah, I've got another clip to play because the question has come up. Hey, you just argued in court that COVID's no longer an emergency, so why is it an emergency for student loan debt? <laughs> Good oh, question. I can't wait for that. Andy Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day next. Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, uh, the Gen Xer. The millennial is David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. I'm laughing because I just saw this story. The back, <laughs> the back story is Scott Robbins. We talked about this before. A couple of heart attacks seven years ago, yesterday and today, because it was two different days. He had heart attacks, yeah. and because of that. Was it the 2017 or 18, somewhere 2017, in there? 2017, 18. Taxes. Yeah. And it didn't get filed, and you got dinged, and there was a penalty, all that stuff. No, right. the, by virtue of the fact that, I, I don't know, I was in a hospital bed, could yeah. barely breathe, couldn't take care of myself, was wearing a diaper. No, that had nothing <laughs> to do with it. So File your taxes! <laughs> anyway, to be fair, you were out by 2017. Hey, man, I'm here to help, not to hurt. No, I know. But the the whole headline is about the IRS announcing that it's going to waive penalties levied against American taxpayers who failed See, to file their 2019 and 2020 returns in a timely manner I, during the pandemic. I'm starting to think I did that. Now, now I'm starting to think I did that because at that point in time, I think I, I think I did. But I could I could I could double check for you because it's not that hard. So they're also going to issue 1.2 billion dollars in refunds or credits to tax taxpayers who receive the fees okay Jeez. but but for the years 2019 and 2020 correct nothing because about 17 or before pandemic too hard i mean i know that we printed like six trillion dollars in cash and sent it all out but apparently people just you know mm-hmm. can't file their taxes correct gotcha so for those of you that said, hey, I, it wasn't easy, but I knew I had to get it done or I'm going to get dinged here. Yeah. Uh, you don't get anything for doing it the right way. I mean, don't think that for a second. No. So why don't they try to buy my vote? Go back to 2017 and 18. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So sorry for the detour there. Just happened to see that. Now, the question is, 
is COVID still an emergency? Yeah. Well, so the Biden administration, as they are moving forward with forgiving a bunch of student loan debt, what they're saying as the legal justification for it is the post 9-11 Heroes Act, which allows for targeted uh, debt cancellation in the event of like a terrorist attack or an emergency, something like that. Well, I thought it was for military serving. Uh, well, yeah. Well, first responders, first responders, and 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 gender studies grads, basically the same. Oh my contribution goodness. to society, I guess. Uh, well, they say that COVID is still a national emergency, so it applies, which is weird because they argued in court that they should be able to end the COVID policy at the southern border, Title Forty Two, because COVID was no longer an emergency. So, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean Pierre was asked. How does any of that make sense? That's a great question. How does it make sense? So it's a, it's a very good question, and I'm glad you asked it. Um, of course. Look, we use the HEROES Act uh, because there are going to be some, be some people, when we lift the pause, that's still going to suffer. They're still going to have a little bit of a hard time. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons uh, that uh, 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 we made this, this decision, uh, because as we're lifting up the pause, yes, you know, some folks may the having not to pay for two years has been helpful to them uh, and are we're able to save and we're able are probably going to be able to to uh, pay those monthly payments. But there's going to be some folks who are going to have a hard time. So they're, so they're heroes. Right. They're basically the same as a firefighter who ran into the Twin Towers as they were collapsing. Exactly. Okay. All right. So those people, and again, a couple got out of school, uh, and they're doing well for themselves. Good for them. They're bringing down two twenty-five a year between the two of them. Mm-hmm. They should get twenty grand back then, right? Mm-hmm. What? What are you talking about? Uh, because um, uh, because they're just in a different bracket, right? It just because they it is they they've probably had a hard time before. We have to remember this is a system. Well, but the people that didn't take out a loan because they didn't want to go in debt, or the people that actually paid off their student loans, they get nothing out of this. Yeah. They were trying to do it the right way. Yeah, but see, there were some people that, that you know, they, they did save for a while, but now it's it's caught up with them. Well, if they were saving, then they'd have the money to pay it off. Well, that that's what, I and I understand, I recognize that there are people who are hurting, and there, there are people who are still hurting sure. as a result of the pandemic lockdowns that happen, depending on what part of the country that you're in. But if you are a 20-something college grad, you were in line for... Not having to pay your rent for over a year, in some places, that's still going on. You didn't have to pay your rent. You didn't have to pay on your student loans. Mm -hmm. You got, if you were unemployed, expanded unemployment benefits. Uh, You also got some stimulus money. And you have $0 in the bank to start paying back loans you took out. Whose fault is that? that? That sounds like a personal problem to me. No, it's become our fault now. Oh, my gosh, man. You know, think of it this way. The first time you were ever, say, in middle management, okay, and somebody under you came to you for a raise. And, you know, you'd like to see everybody make more money, right? Mm -hmm. And so they ask for whatever raise, and the way some people would do it is say, yeah, because I have this expense and that expense, and I can't pay it, and I just need more money. 
and you're a good-hearted person. You're like, oh, okay. And you go to the person ahead of you, yeah. and you say, hey, this employee wants a raise because they have this, and they can't pay for that, and they got a car payment, whatever. And the person above you says, how's that my problem? Right. That position only pays this amount of money. Mm-hmm. What they do with their own finances, not my business, but it's theirs. they got to figure that out. I don't have any more money to pay them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, that's the real world. That's the way it works. But in this, why so many people are ticked off? Because they know it's not fair. Because they know now the person that tried to do it the right way has to pay for the person that went way in debt for a lot of times, a degree that doesn't mean anything. It's frustrating. I think it's going to backfire. I know Elizabeth Warren and the whole group think this is going to be what helps the Democrats win in November along with abortion. I think they've misread it. Like, they have a lot of different things. What do you think? Oh, I, I think they have. I think there is a big backlash. I do, too. They, okay. they basically bought votes from uh, from a block of voters who were already going to support them. Exactly. But, I thought the same thing. Yeah. But that can actually whip up enthusiasm, I guess. It's just getting those people to actually go to the polls and vote. Yeah. I mean, that's been their problem. <laughs> Man. So if you can I, if you can vote on your cell phone, they'll be in great shape. Oh, yeah, good luck. Which with is that. coming. All right. Way. Yeah. You ready for your top three of the yeah, day? Let's, Mr. Roll. Yeah. let's do this. Roll it. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, every day at this time. The trifecta, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, Casey. <laughs> okay, everybody ready? Sure. Okay, number three. Uh, number three, Los Angeles uh, officials apparently are telling folks to not use the word homeless. Yeah, imagine, if you will, now the Department of Defense saying you can't use defense anymore because it triggers people, right? Okay. Or you can't say Homeland Security anymore because, well, patriotic connotations there. We don't want that either, right? Oh, I thought it was just because we don't have any. So <laughs> now in L.A., the Homeless Service Authority issued this statement. From now on, our unused neighbors, our, our unhoused neighbors, rather, <laughs> not unused, our unhoused neighbors are human. And the language you, we use should reflect that. Let's abandon outdated othering and dehumanizing terminology. Instead, adopt people-centered language that emphasize personhood over housing status. From, t- from now on, they are to be known as our unhoused neighbors. Okay. Hear me? What are they going to call the actual group then that oversees this? How about a person who's addicted to mentally ill and lighting fires outside my house? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what was the association again? The homeless what group? Oh, yeah. They, the, that, that, it's right. It's weird, isn't it? They issued the statement. The L.A. Homeless Service Authority. So are they the unhoused neighbors authority something? <laughs> I guess. So they have to change their own name. Uh, apparently, they got to change the shingles yeah. and everything. Yeah. Hmm. The unhoused. Okay. Can you read the very last sentence that you read? Because this is really something I do believe. Which one? The uh, Saying the reason why you don't want to use the term. Our unhoused neighbors are human. Yes. And the language we use should reflect that. Okay. Let's abandon outdated othering and dehumanizing terminology and instead adopt people-centered language 
that emphasizes personhood over their housing status. Okay. Got it. But the thing is, what you want to call them, unhoused neighbors? Yes. Is going by their housing status. Which they don't have, of course. That's what they're saying. Let's stay, fact, they're saying let's stay away from some sort of housing status by calling them unhoused neighbors. Right, it's just friendlier, more inclusive. That doesn't make any freaking sense. How about the guy that runs around my yard naked in the middle of the night? <laughs> how, about that how about that guy? Okay, an unclothed neighbor. Right. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to Who number exercises one. Exercises in my backyard. Right. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three stories of the day. Two. Uh, number two, downtown Portland struggling to recover from the pandemic. Yeah, kind of sad here. Forty-one percent of Portlanders now feel. Uh, very, uh, very safe walking alone, or this, or don't feel very safe walking alone in their own neighborhoods, and only sixteen percent feel safe walking alone in their neighborhoods at night. So the majority of people do not feel safe walking outside of their own neighborhoods. Golly. This is the latest survey in Portland. And of course, the reasons for that are plentiful. Yes, um, the the summer of love, the peaceful yet fiery riots that were taking place, mm -hmm. the defunding of the police, of oh, course, sure. and the hiring. Uh, you can't hire them to come there anymore. So this is a problem. And, of course, the downtown area then has been the last to recover with any significance at all from the pandemic. And that's sad. Totally man-made problem here, or government-made problem. Yeah. That oh. amount of people that don't feel safe. Yeah. Can you imagine that? That's awful. Remember there. Well, yes, I can. And, and, I can and absolutely and really, really imagine you're, you're, it because of how cheap you are, to be honest. How cheap I am? Yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. What's that? Because you didn't want to take a ride to go where we were staying. Oh, I walked down the street. Yes. And you're like, let's just let's just take the, the, the public trans, okay? And I'm like, okay. And then we're we're walking like a mile and a half at like one thirty in the morning mm -hmm. through Portland. Mm-hmm. And you're in Portland, you know this. They got people yelling at us or whatever, and, and yeah. all because you were too cheap. Yeah. Well, so yes, I can imagine it. The guy with the ball head is trouble. He's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, David. Oh no, I I just remember at the beginning of the pandemic there was a business that I was doing some work with. Oh, I remember. They closed it up because it, it was like the the COVID lockdowns, the rioting. I mean, there was a person who was shot and killed just down the street from where they were. Employees yes. didn't feel safe going there. Customers didn't feel safe going there. They had to close it up. There's a person I know, very liberal, literally would not believe me. I remember. That when I said, no, it's because of crime and it's because of nonstop riots that this business had to close. She didn't believe me. She refused. Well, it's got to be mismanagement or something. You don't understand. Just liberals don't want to admit that their policies and that all this crap, especially in 2020, was just a total lie. So many good people in Portland in the so entire many. area. I, yeah. And ruled by idiots. It's it's sad. Jeez. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three stories of the day. And finally, yes. one. Uh, you're saying some data might show why Joe Biden is canceling part of people's student loan debt. Well, not only Joe Biden, but also the big three here who are cheerleading this whole thing. That would be Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and, of course, Joe Biden. Turns out the uh, top recipients of higher education's political donations include, in order, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and Joe Biden. 
million. $65 million into Joe Biden's coffers. Mm-hmm. $17 million into Bernie Sanders and $11 million into Hiawatha's. <laughs> Top recipients of higher education, political donations, and of course, who would love to have turned, uh, the, the forgiven part of the tuition? Higher education. Well, yes, of course. These guys. Yes, it's a scam. Nothing and there changes. You have it. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Thank you very much. Yep. Oh, we still got a news update and Nimrods in the news to get to straight ahead right here. Thank you. forgiveness and all of that just quick mention maybe we can get into it more tomorrow i said who's getting rich off china yeah that'd be mitch mcconnell and his wife elaine chow get more into that later i don't think it's a surprise to a lot of people that have paid attention over the years but there was a whole piece about that it's pretty interesting they opened several june bug restaurants <laughs> in china referencing david van camp's nickname for mitch mcconnell june, june bug june bug mcconnell because it looks like he accidentally inhaled a uh, June bug in 1986, and well, the the June bug is so nice, it just sets up shop. And you know, June bug McConnell doesn't know whether to swallow or try to hack it up, so it's just been living there, rent free in his throat for you know several years, for well, more than 30 years. Well, and on that topic, news oh, update: yeah. plant-based meat. What's next after that? Scientists say insects. Can be turned into meat-like flavors. I, I don't, I don't, bugs, but I don't yeah. agree with that. I like Clarence a lot. He's helped me pass many laws and reshape the court. They're not <laughs> so much talking about June bucks. They're actually talking about mealworms. I'm not eating that. <laughs> I'm serious too. Yeah, with deep that. fat fried, it's it's like chicken. <laughs> get when the, the going gets tough, damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Well, if I had to pick one Nimrod in the news, it'd be the dude in Detroit. Goes to a gas station, gets a pack of Swisher sweets, lit it up, didn't like the smell, so he set it on fire. Uh, the guy working there, what did he say about it? He came talking to me about how he bought a uh, Swisher leaf before. He's like, to me, it's not good and everything, and it has cologne on it. I told him, maybe, boss man, you're the one that's wearing cologne, and he just threw it and lit it on. <laughs> and that was it? Hey. <laughs> they got the guy, so that's the good news. That's Nimrod in the news. 